0: Yo, what's good? Welcome to Counter Current. This is host, Petey Steele.
1: And your co-host, Elena Torres. This is episode 93. That's it. Coming up to 100.
0: This is very intense.
1: Yeah, we're, I mean, that's serious. That's a couple years of podcasting right there.
0: It is. Big commitment.
1: Yeah, and we're just
0: stuck if we got canceled now.
1: I know, right? But that's We're doing a solo episode, just the two of us, to talk specifically about this, about culture. culture. Because, uh, you know, there's been all this stuff in the news about Ellen. And I interned for Ellen. It was a really long time ago. I interned for Ellen when I was in college in 2007. I interned for her first semester. And it was, like, one of the most positive work experiences I've ever had in my life. No so, way. Yeah, it was really, really, like, of work environments that I've been in. It was, like, one of the most positive environments I've ever worked in. And, you know, as an intern, I was, like, one of the lowest men on the totem pole. But I did not have – I mean, I did not have anything close to a bad experience there. And I'll get more into it. And I even, like, I asked another uh, person who interned with me, you know, all this has been the news. And I messaged him, and I was like, did anything – Ever happened to you? Like, has have you thought about this? Like, since we interned there, and he was like, "No, that was like the most fun internship ever." Right. So, so I don't like, know. If, are
0: I don't people know reprocessing on. their old traumas now? Is that what this more stuff coming out about Ellen or they're reframing their old experiences in such a way to like be like, "Oh, that wasn't okay. Let me get a bag." Or what?
1: What's no, going I mean, I think the difference, like, from when I was there, I mean the the producers who. Are the ones who did the harassing were not there when i was there well one of them i think was a pa when i was there but uh they they were not in charge at all when i was mm-hmm. there back then and they aren't like the you know the the bigger producers who i remember like this girl mary and stuff they are staying and they've been on the sh- with the show since the beginning okay that are getting fired so they were not in power when i was there so maybe those people made the work environment more toxic. I don't know, I can't say. But I can just tell, like, when I was there, you know, I mean, it was like one of the nicest places to work I've been in, especially like I was an intern and most people, you know, in internships, like usually it's an excuse for people to get free work, free labor.
0: Yeah, you know, totally.
1: Under the, under the precedence that you're gonna learn, especially sure. like in the entertainment industry, like, you know.
0: For your resume.
1: Right. Right. So I, you know, I, I, I did it for college credit. Cause I was in college at the time, but of my internships, it was one of the only, and I had a lot of inter- internships in the industry cause I used it to get experience and to get credit instead of having to go to class. And so, but of all the ones I did, it was the one where they actually only cared about us learning. They didn't really need us there. Yeah. You know, and all the other internships I had, like if I didn't go in, you know, on a certain day, like, they would be upset because they really needed me. And you're not really supposed to be needed when you're an intern. Like, at Ellen, they didn't need me there. I just, mm-hmm. like, did a few odd jobs. I brought a lot of famous people water. And,
0: So, yeah. what was the point of having you there? Was, it like, a civic good where you kind of, like – think it's
1: an internship, and you do help. You know, you do do, like, you know, you sort through fan mail. And, you know, all those YouTube videos she has, like the interns do the first bulk search through the YouTube videos. You know, whenever she finds viral videos, like we would spend a lot of time going through YouTube and being like, this, this video is funny, send this to the producers to give to Ellen. You know, uh, you know there's, there's a whole, the, bringing the audience in, and the whole audience part is like a whole, that's a whole process. And so they have inter- interns help, you know, get the audience in the right line you know, before they go in. And also there's a lot of entertaining of the audience that has to happen because there's a lot of waiting around. Like if you take yeah. to the Ellen show, you have to get there hours beforehand and wait. And so while the audience is waiting, you play games with them and stuff to keep them entertained. So the interns a lot of times run those games. So I would have to like, yeah, but that's a, that, how fun is that? I would have to like, it was kind of like early stage time. You know, sure. you play a game, you play games with the audience while they're in line. You're the
0: bingo coordinator.
1: Right. I remember I had to learn the soldier Boy dance because Ah. they were going to pick a couple audience members to do the soldier Boy dance on the show. So we had to make like a competition outside with the audience and like stuff like that. Or like, you know, celebrities and guests when they come, they have their dressing rooms, but there's someone who has to stand outside their dressing room all the time in case they need anything. And that's an intern, you know, like if. You know, if the Jonas Brothers need another bottle of water, I'm outside. Or if the Jonas Brothers need to talk to a producer, I'm outside and I go get that producer, like that kind of thing. That's tight. So, doing that, you know, I met like a ton of really, like, I got to meet Barack Obama doing that, like, the stuff.
0: And these, you know, allegations, I mean, how, I haven't, I have to confess, I have not really done my homework on the caliber or the texture of these uh cancelable offenses
1: well it all started and this is this is the biggest problem i have with all of it is that it all started with people saying that ellen is different on stage than she is in person and that Hmm. she's sort of like in person that she's like this evil you know sort of bish character which i have a big problem with that because i've met ellen you know interning there I met Ellen a few times I met Ellen one other time at an LA thing and yeah I mean I will say especially like working you know for her and her environment she is not that person that she is on stage like she's not on all the time but who would expect her to be and she's by the way she's talked about that at length in interviews where she feels like this pressure to be that person and she's not like that like on the show, she was much more sort of businessy. She was much more like a, you know, like a boss, like not negative or mean or rude, but, you know, just, she was there to work. I don't know. And, she yeah, didn't, no. I, you know, there was one time where, where, you know, she does, you know, she does like, she scares people on the show. Mm-hmm. And there was one time where I almost stepped on her because she was doing the army crawl into her head writer's office and i was like delivering mail and i almost stepped on ellen and i felt so bad and she was just like she just told me that to, she was just like shh, shh, and like laughing and then i was like okay sorry and i just walked away so i didn't ruin her scare sure so like that's real of her and like there's also you know people are saying that she doesn't let people look her in the eye you know which And she's, she's addressed that rumor. And there was that rumor going around when I worked there where, you know, they would say like, if you see Ellen walking around, you can't look her in the eye. Like another intern told me that. Nobody who actually worked there told me that. Yeah. And and I said, I was like, that can't be real. Like that just goes against everything Ellen stands for. That can't be real. And they were like, yes it is. And then I put it to the test and Ellen walked by me one day and I go, hi Ellen. And Ellen looked back and goes, hello. And kept walking. Yeah. And I wasn't fired, you know what I mean? Right. So I, I feel like a lot of this pressure, she's like obviously the most famous female comedian of all time by far. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a surprise. I, I mean, I, I feel like it's a sort of like a sexist trope that, you know, because she's a powerful woman and she's not acting like this sweet, kind person all the time. Right. People assume her to be different, which I think is unfair. And, you know, it started with all that on Twitter, where someone on Twitter was like, tell your stories about Ellen. And somebody said that at a restaurant, she didn't like a waitress because her nail polish was chipped. I don't believe that.
0: Yeah, I don't either. And I don't care either. That's the other thing. It's like, if that happened, okay, what are you going to do about it? Why didn't you do anything then?
1: Yeah, Exactly. exactly and who knows what all this is to believe and like all these stories about Ellen being kind of bitchy sometimes it's like she's one of the most famous people in the world like just because she walked by you one day and didn't like act like your best friend like she does on the show doesn't mean that she's a shitty person
0: no that gets old being famous
1: yeah yeah she's so famous that's the other thing I realized working there she's so famous like people love her like it was unbelievable. Like these women who come from all over the country to be on to to watch her, and it's like their dream to see Ellen. And Ellen's this openly gay stand-up comic, but there's sort of like this, you know. You see like the most, you know, Midwest or Southern Republican women, but they make an exception.
0: They eat her Ellen. up. Ellen.
1: Yeah, like it's Barack like, it's Obama it's like but it's like oprah it's like it's like they have this power and by the way that's a huge deal that's a huge deal like people but i mean i didn't really realize it till i worked there like people love her yeah i mean i applied for the job because i didn't realize that stand-up was what i wanted to do but i always really liked her and i liked the show and i and i always you know wanted a show like that so i i you know, I I applied for the internship for that reason because I also like look up to her a lot. And I still, Mm -hmm. after working on that show, I look up to her more now than I did before, which is why all this, I think, made me kind of upset because I just think this cancel culture is really out of control, especially for someone that's broken so many barriers and now you're going to make her apologize for it. And I think her apology, by the way, for the sexual allegations. So anyway, sorry, to answer your question. So first I okay. started with that. All right. With, you know, is Ellen really a bitch? And then right. that somehow led to an investigation. or employees started saying that working there was a really toxic environment. And then there were allegations, many allegations against some of these producers. But most of the producers were gay men and doing it to other men. There was a couple huh. of women but most of the people that work there are gay that I remember from being there and so it was mostly like male to male harassment so I was like maybe I didn't experience it because I'm a woman and uh. but those, guys, those, those guys just weren't in power at that point so so and it's a lot of employees that say that stuff happened I think yeah. one of the producers made a lot of sexually inappropriate comments a lot of work like and Ellen's apology was, "Look, the show's gotten one of you know, which people thought was bullshit. She was just like, the show's gotten a lot bigger than me, and I didn't realize it was going on."
0: Uh huh.
1: sort of her apology, and I totally believed that.
0: Yeah, well, she's a very, not the very one.
1: pro. Like, when you have something that big, like you can't get in every detail, and of course not you know it's the most viewed daytime show in the country i mean it's it's it has gotten a lot bigger than her and a lot even bigger than when i was there right and like so-
0: that but to go back to that like the example about not looking her in the eye she didn't tell you don't do that somebody else told you and right. maybe higher level staff than you and i know that's common also on a lot of movie sets they'll tell you don't talk to like any of the actors the leads or any of that don't be starstruck you're a fucking extra shut up let them do their thing blah 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 so when it gets huge like that it's very hard to keep tabs on everybody's and why would you just assume that you know ill will is going on or like taunting? things behind the scene you want to think the best of everybody because you don't want this kind of a controversy down the road so I don't really put it on her to keep all the producers in check Um, that to me is a separate issue
1: yeah yeah exactly and I think especially like you know she has certain producers that she works really closely with which are the ones who are not fired you know which are the ones who have been there from the beginning like I think she probably just didn't know yeah. yeah. You know, and that's the thing is, it's just like with all, I think just the problem with this cancel culture is like sometimes people aren't giving people a chance because they see certain people as like so successful and, you know, sort of like they're bigger than us and they've been taking advantage of all these things. But I don't know. I think this is the perfect case to talk about someone who has like fought against all odds. And that for me, as right. a female comedian, somebody who. I think is really important to have in the spotlight because it gives me something to look up to.
0: Right. Well, let's put it like this. When the most power anyone's ever had is just a Twitter account. They're punching up at anybody. If they punch up and at any and everybody, you know where they can't really punch down. Most of them, unless they're verified and they're also like kind of famous or whatever. So they just have to take someone out. But I think the other thing they don't see is, you know, going to your big picture comment about like this is like a gay woman that has a lot of power and is out there and has broken a lot of barriers and glass ceilings and whatnot yeah. is who is going to fill her shoes? You know, it, I okay. don't think there's anybody really quite out there. And I'll give another huh. example of this on the political front Governor Ralph Northam. So, right. Governor Blackface got yeah. caught in an old medical school yearbook wearing blackface. And right off the bat, you know, the Democratic Party brass jumps up and says, he must resign immediately, you know? Boom, boom, boom. They're just going full cylinder. And it looks like that's about to happen. And then what do you know is Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax gets accused of sexual assault, not once, but twice in prior Mm -hmm. encounters. So -hmm. then they're already, Mr. Third in Command, jumps up and just outs himself and said, hey, I did practice once too back in like college or whatever. But then, get this, they get to the fourth in command who would fill the governorship if all three of those top guys were ousted. And it's a Republican. And then somebody finds that... He never did any such thing himself, except he was the editor of a prep school yearbook in which there's tons of people jumping up and down in black faces and then using like derogatory slurs against Asian Americans. And then they asked him for comment on that. He says, oh, I'm not concerned about any of that. I'm concerned about the economy. So it's kind of like people decide to eat themselves before they look at like the giant picture and say, who's going to fill the shoes? It could be somebody worse. You know what I mean? We all have. Right. So
1: your point is, your point is, is like everybody's got skeletons in the closet, but you know, if by canceling someone and taking them away, you could make it, you know,
0: worse. You could fill it with a shittier person. Right. Like a Republican. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's the guy that edits the fucking yearbook that has all the shit you hate and lets it slot. No.
1: Right. Right. It wasn't the one time. It was was purposefully again and again. 400
0: pages, for fuck's sake. Right, right,
1: right. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, I mean, listen, we've all made certain mistakes at certain points. Yeah, that's part of
0: the fun of life, you know? It's an adventure. One of the first things I thought about when people started getting canceled, I guess sort of in the Me Too beginning and then the – I forget what came next, what the next leg of that was, but I kind of started, started sitting there thinking, you know, goodbye to, like, Redemption movies, you know, those are like some yeah, of my favorite yeah, right. Hollywood films, you know, people that, you know, overcame adversity, but even right. better when they overcame it within themselves. You know, when you watch Purple Rain, yeah, Prince is slapping Apollonia at the beginning, but then he realizes he's turning into his fucking dad, you right. know, and he sets his fucking ship straight and becomes prince (laughs) like goodbye to any of that people'd rather just put a fine tooth comb and find one or two shitty episodes and then what about the good the person who does the shit things does you know do people keep a ledger
1: or what yeah that's the thing that's the thing i mean i think and i think like the me too movement like as you know i'm pro obviously the, the me too movement right but I think just in certain things has gotten have gotten out of control. Like when you're fucking canceling Ellen DeGeneres, like come on, like that's not Harvey Weinstein, you know no. what I mean? Like come on, and like the whole shit with Kevin Hart, it's like come on, dude. Like it's so the, those are what was so, that? Oh, the Dollhouse thing. The, yeah, the Dollhouse yeah. thing, and then he couldn't host the Oscars, and now the I Oscars was proud never of have him a for home. not caving.
0: He just yeah, said Oscars. He was right.
1: And he went on Ellen and, you know, and said on Ellen, like, I've apologized for this multiple times. I'm really sorry. But like enough is enough basically. And it's just, it just gets really out of control. And I think, you know, I think, especially in comedy, you know, in comedy, like I'm pro canceling Louis CK because I think what he did is really out of control. Right. You know? But I'm not Uh, pro uh, canceling, but of course you're now. You're going to start canceling
0: (laughs) women. What? Let me just say, Elena and I, just for the record, have somewhat differing perspectives on that one. But continue.
1: Yeah, that's the one that I'm very pro. But whatever, Uh, just because I think it's a certain, I won't get into that's that's its own situation. Yeah. Like, think of what think of the principles of Me Too, and then you're going to cancel you know, the, the most successful female comedian of all time, because she's being a bitch. Yeah. Come on. Like, okay. Her producers fucked up. And I, and I believe the employees, like, I'm sure some stuff happened, but I don't think it's her fault. I think she right. fucked up and she's admitted like, Hey, I fucked up, but like, I don't think that's a reason to cancel her. Like, no. I don't know. And I feel like there's no. a lot of, like people aren't looking at the full picture for a lot of these things.
0: I don't even think she fucked up. I think that's just something she has to say. I think it was the producers. And then I also want to hear yeah. what exactly these allegations were. And I don't want to make any um uh, assumptions. I don't know like what the gay male culture is very well in terms of like harassment or things like that. But how do like I'm not gonna say male and male harassment doesn't exist, but I don't hear very much about it. I've never really
1: well, maybe that's part of the problem with it is that you're not hearing about it because I mean, there's definitely, like a lot of men get harassed. And very, even if that very, not very
0: well may be true. I probably don't know anything about it because I, it's not publicized.
1: Here I'm reading about what the exact because I don't want to say. Dozens of former Ellen Trump employees say executive producers engaged in rampant sexual misconduct and harassment. Okay, being asked to join the control room at the Ellen DeGeneres show is a coveted spot in Hollywood, but according to dozens of men and women who work behind the scenes, the office is a place where sexual harassment and misconduct by top executive producers runs rampant. One employee said a head writer and executive producer Kevin Lehman asked him if he could give him a hand job or perform oral sex in a bathroom at a company party in 2013. Mm. Another said they separately saw Lehman grab a production assistant's penis. In May 2017, another former employee also said she saw Lehman grope a production assistant in a car and kiss his neck. Mm. Nearly a dozen former employees who range from longtime senior level employees to production assistants said it was also common for Lehman to make sexually explicit comments in the office, like pointing out male colleagues' bulges in their crotches or ask them stuff like, are you a top or a bottom? (sighs) <sighs> it's nasty and sarcasm but it isn't sarcasm a former employee said many of his targets employees added were lower level and younger employees who felt they lacked any power to speak up so that's- yeah i
0: believe that if if that many people said it you know that's why.
1: it happened like it's clear like if there's that many people that said it it happened was he doing all this stuff in front of ellen I don't know but that's what I'm saying like she she made a mistake you know she maybe should have been It's she is the big boss she should be more on top of that, t- that kind of stuff like she made a mistake but I don't think it's her fault and she's definitely admitted that she's making a mistake and I don't think it's like cancel her at all
0: right right at all yeah I don't know what the Hollywood structure is but I would think like whoever's above him should be the guy in charge of like that kind of shit um, right. Right. or maybe the network's HR department or something like that. But like a job as far as I'm concerned is to just be funny and be the star. You know, I don't think she has time or energy to sit there and sift through even if she did bring them in. I, you know,
1: she doesn't. And I mean, and you know, she was like, one of the reasons I look up to her as much as I do is that, you know, after working there for some time, like she was pretty involved in a lot of stuff. And like, she clearly like ran that ship, you know, yeah. it the Ellen DeGeneres show and she, you know, she was the star and it, and she definitely like, her biggest job was obviously like sitting with her comedy writers and writing, but she's close with the producers. Like, you know, she, she was really, and I think that's why I was so successful. Like she really like cared about the whole thing. And most of her employees at the time that I worked there, seemed really happy to be there. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a very positive environment while I was there. And I think she is a large part of that, but it's also, I mean, it was competing with Oprah still at that time. So like, it's gotten so much bigger. I mean, I think you're right. All she can do is whats is what you're saying. That's it. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. that's a lot of the issue with cancel culture is people aren't aren't like really looking into the situation.
0: No, I don't really? think they have the first inkling of the scope of such a gigantic production because I right. spend all my time just railing against anything that's mainstream. And it's like it's a big ball of thread. And if they see one end of it just sticking out for an opportunity to get retweets, they're just going to go ham. And people now, networks, I'm just surprised how much they bow to something like Twitter. I, it's amazing. Yeah how big
1: yeah.
0: social media and all that shit i think there will come a time where people are going to have like the people with actual power are just gonna have to say hey you know what like fuck you guys the same way the media had to do that to the westboro baptist church when they kept picketing military funerals and stuff it's like all right this is sensationalism it's disgusting right. people don't like it but the more you keep focusing the camera and giving this guy a fucking platform, you know, it's going to continue to be there. But if you treat it like the nuisance it is, and then they can't get the attention anymore, it's going to scale back. And it did. you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of it isn't just like, isn't just that these, these networks are giving, you know, Twitter so much power. It's that also the media gives Twitter a lot of power. Like how often do you read, news stories that there's like one bit of news and then all down it's like these are people's reactions on Twitter. yeah
0: yeah totally i it happened to me like i was like just making a stupid passionate plea to not have more reboots like magnum pi right and it ended up in usa today and yeah i was kind of flattered because i had the right take but you know it, it, it's an inconsequential thing really but my god it, it's unbelievable to see um that they just say, let's hear what the public has to say about right. it, rather than, like, go down to where the vigil for the subject in question is and, and then just ask, like, some of the candle holders or whatever for their opinions. See, yeah. that's the thing. You need to find people that really show some investment and yeah. may have something of substance to say uh, rather than just completely outside observers, you know?
1: Some troll, you know? Right
0: exactly there's no way to gauge that with that medium so i don't know um i i sadly i think it's here to stay though you think uh, so twitter
1: no not twitter but the whole like the cancel culture thing oh no 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 no, that That i don't
0: that i think is going to scale back some to where i think people normal people are just going to have to learn where to adju- or, um, allocate their intentional resources Yeah, to live better lives, you know?
1: Yeah, totally. I think, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, it might end up being sadly like on the other end where people don't listen to the public's opinion at all because they'll just assume that it's crazy all the time. You know, I don't know. I don't know what what the huh. long-term effects because, like, you know, you know, there's always, like, a knee-jerk reaction. But I think yeah. it's all – but I think it's most dangerous to comedy, I
0: think. Yeah. Well, movie. I don't you – know, I'll tell you the truth, though. I don't think it's that bad With it starts being, like, people never listen to the general public as much unless it's, like, election day, you know, because that's another group okay. of people that okay. need to go out and fucking vote with your feet and show some investment. Take the day off work or whatever, vote by mail, Something that says you care about civic engagement, or you know, go to school, get the requisite degrees, get something that can you know, confers a degree of expertise upon yourself, and then you can talk. You know, like, I when I even look at like social media, the few times I log into Facebook, the people I care to hear from are the people that like show me that they've read a couple books for every like couple times they post i don't want to just see some dickwad posting 15 things you know
1: right that are just
0: commonly accepted vitriolic opinion about something that they just copied that's ridiculous
1: yeah but i do think i mean i think hollywood does need to listen to people to to the public to some degree because they're entertaining like you have your audience you have to listen to the audience to some degree but not to this point because like you said i mean it's like people on facebook or twitter or insta or you know it's more like facebook and twitter but just like it's just stream of conscious right and just because they have their own issues they do know, it's easier to just shit all over people that you don't know anything about
0: that's right you, you heard a couple tweets or snippets who's going to replace our guest chain gillets right. on now who's you know good enough to do that before you attempt to you know execute the pirouette of like oh comedy's all subjective fuck you it's very objective who fills seats who fucking is good for business they knew that going in when they hired him and then lo and behold oh my god a couple people pull out some deleted tweets the firestorm starts and who you know he's out a hundred grand I don't think it's you know outrageous to say that job was like that much for that year for that many episodes and people say oh you can't really cancel like a privileged white man like that or whatever like uh he'll find something else he's got something else but I don't think it's worth a 100 grand not in one year the way it is first of all and then two like why why would you do that are you good enough to fill those shoes no
1: right most any. Well, I i mean, that's the thing. I think with comedy, it gets really dangerous because, like, the thing is with comedy is, like, we all have done jokes and things that don't work, you know? That's like, right. Like, we're always experimenting. <clears throat> and, like, podcasts, like, that's what everybody wants now from comedy. But people get scared. Like, there's a lot of people who are on comedy shows now that don't, that the networks they work for won't let them do podcasts. Like, we've had people.
0: Yep. You know, yes, we have.
1: Who, who have come and headlined at Arlington Draft House and are like, I wish I could do the podcast, but I can't because the powers that be won't let me because they're afraid of what I might say.
0: Yep. That's not good. No, it's not good to have big corporations, longtime revered institutions running in fear yeah. from one snippet you know, just because yeah. there's a new medium. I yeah. mean, it, it, it's sort of like, it's funny to me too, because, you know, I'm a hip hop guy as you are, you know, from back yeah. when. And I mean, if we were to go through all those lyrics from like the 90s and 80s. Oh my
1: good God.
0: Good fucking God.
1: Oh my they, God. They like all those songs come. that I grew up listening to, like, you know, I think Chris Rock made a comment about it in one of his early specials. I think I think it was a Little John song. One of his early specials he oh, has yeah. a skeet, whole skeet, bit. Skeet, skeet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Skeet, yeah. skeet, skeet, skeet. Right. It's like, are you going to cancel all those guys now for all that stuff? Like, I still love that those songs. It's like, Fuck whatever.
0: Yeah, I, I, no, I I tweet cave bitch at whatever like white girl right. I'm dating like at the time.
1: Right. Right. And I mean, as a woman, like I love, I love it. I've loved hip hop for a long time and I don't sit there and be like, these lyrics are offensive to my gender. And like, no, I mean, the beat is fire. The rapping is great. I have a nice time. You know what? It's OK. That's right. We're going to be fine. Like yep. rap lyrics are not the problem. They're not the reason that we make 75 cents on the dollar.
0: Right. Yeah. It's very funny to watch cancellation becoming kind of like a religion from an yeah. area of politics that was once so vehemently opposed to God, you know? Right, right. And right. falling in lockstep. Now it's like, oh, yeah, you got to do it, but on the opposite side at all times. It, it yeah. just feels largely performative and highly neurotic. Yeah. Um, it, it, no, I'm not doing it.
1: I think the comparison to religion is really on point.
0: Yeah. uh, Because here's another thing I've noticed. You see a lot of people that we know personally in comedy that don't believe some of the things they're tweeting and putting out into the universe all the time. If if their actions are to dictate really what their core beliefs are. And, And it's sort of like, you know, there becomes a, popular thing that just seems really nice and kind of Pollyannish and lacking any real substance, but it's just a nice thought that I feel they kind of have like the Pascal's wager thing of religion where, you know, you say to yourself, okay, even if I have my doubts about the existence of God, I'll just say I believe and believe as best I can because if I'm wrong, well, then I just die. But if I'm you know, whatever, wrong about their not being a God, I go to hell. Right. It's the it, same thing. Like, I'll just say whatever the prevailing sentiment is today um, uh, to not get canceled um, or risk having an independent opinion. Um, you know, even if I'm right, even if there's truth to what I might be saying, even if I make a, you know, sensible critique.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think that runs both ways, right? Like, people will just join these things because they're afraid of, like, some social media thing coming after them. It's like, I know people who I know, like, voted for Trump, who I've heard say racist things before, like, go on their Instagram and be like, Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, it's insane.
1: I mean, I, I mean, I don't like you know. It's I think it's it's not the time for like white people to be policing other white people or whatever. But I'm just like I I've seen that and I'm just like, who are you kidding? Yeah. But it's this like sort of follow mentality, being like, I don't want to get canceled.
0: Yep. So I'll just put up a hashtag and hide. Yep.
1: Right. And it's just like, do you? Be- I mean, I, you know, maybe people change or whatever. But I was like. I don't believe you, yeah, you know,
0: no, exactly, exactly. I mean, there are people to be fair that in a span of like years, I've known that at one point said something stupid, ignorant, offensive, and I called right. them on it, and then right. then, and then now, down the road, they're tweeting the opposite sort of shit, and now. I kind of am like, well, I think people have room for growth. So I will the benefit of the doubt. But if I, you know, and I wouldn't go out and be like, I could expose you or something. But at the same time, um, if if I saw them doing the opposite again, yeah, then maybe I'd say something. But still, I just think it's very nitpicky for people that don't know that much of like a subject.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, and I think especially like with comedy, like, you know, there's a lot of comedians where you've taken away jobs, like that's work. And I think people think, oh, if you're on TV or if you're in entertainment, I'm going to put you in the same category as like a billionaire businessman and entertainment doesn't pay like that. Like the richest people, like you have these very top celebrities, but for the most part, like you may see people on TV, but it's not, like, the money is not as glamorous as people think. Like, there's a hedge fund guy walking around the streets That's of New York who makes, you know, f- six times name the most famous person you can think of. Yep. You know what I mean? So, people think it's, like, it has no consequence, but it, it does. Like, you're taking, you, you know, you're, it's people's livelihoods you're fucking with. So, I'm just saying, just think about it. You know, yeah like, like people like people should think twice, I mean, there's a lot of people like the Harvey Weinsteins, like the Louis C like a lot of people who I think probably deserve to be cancelled but and it's good that you know it came like all these things that they were doing came to light, but I mean it's gotten a little bit out of hand now where it's hard to see it's sort it's sort of like the Salem witch trials a little bit
0: yeah yeah and 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 there's always a woman out there who wants to get her confirmed me to kill. <laughs>
1: Well, we have thoughts we have thoughts on that but we won't get we won't get into to the false accusation thing. But, sure. But canceling in general.
0: Yeah, canceling in general is bullshit.
1: Yeah. It's bullshit. We're not here for it. So give comedians a chance.
0: That's Everybody,
1: right. Give comedians a chance.
0: Remember before you can cancel, you got to buy a subscription. <laughs>
1: I like fill that my pocket. I like that. Right. I like that. Okay, cool.
0: You want to, you want to pay me put money in the Patreon. I'll listen to your fucking complaints. I will.
1: Right. Right. But you know, Hey, let's use this opportunity. If you guys have thoughts or feelings on this or disagree with us, please let us know. Send us a message on, you know, right on our Facebook wall. Right on our Instagram and we'll get into it.
0: Sure. Five bucks, Venmo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, I'll argue for free. Okay. Yeah. Come at us.
0: Yeah, we have that's why we're counter currents. She's free, I'm five bucks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should start a Patreon. Anyway.
0: We'll talk about that. We'll
1: talk about that. Anyway, I think, I think
0: we got a good conclusion for this. I, did,
1: I, I think so, too. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, and
0: we're going to be back next week with yeah, Frankie French.
1: We're having Frankie French on. We're so Fuck excited. You. We're so excited. She's doing big things in comedy, and she's yeah. a good friend of the podcast. And Hope. we're excited to have her on. So listen up next week, and thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.